Many of us in this world find ourselves searching for ways to feel more alive. We move through our lives day after day, living through the same repetitive cycles and the same stressful patterns that often leave us feeling defeated, underappreciated, or unfulfilled. But what if there were a different way to perceive life? What if out there we were able to find the keys to a happy, healthy, and fulfilling reality in the lives that we're living right here, right now? For those of us who are looking for a way to transform our lives, for those of us who are looking to fully live in this moment, to change how we feel, how we perceive the world, and awaken to a better reality so we can fully live this life. This is the Live This Life Podcast. And I'm your host, Heath Cummings. I'm here to inspire you to ask yourself the question, are you living or are you killing time? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Live This Life podcast. How are you all doing out there in this crazy, challenging, unique, yet, I don't know, I, I seem perfectly divine, timed circumstance of life that we're living through right now in this virus quarantine time period. I've come to look at these types of things in life, these challenges, especially the ones I've had over the last seven to eight days, uh, as a circumstance that teaches us something. And the gift of learning that that mindset is that it sometimes took me a couple of years to realize what the lesson was that I was supposed to learn during a challenge. And I feel like the the realization of what I was supposed to learn from a certain challenge is getting closer and closer to the actual moment. And it's amazing because that's exactly how they say this thing happens. They say that when you start to adopt these mindsets, you start to learn the lesson closer and closer to the actual event. And eventually, it's like you can see the beauty of the lesson learned as it's happening. That's, that's eventually where you learn. And that completely dictates how you handle yourself, how you handle certain people. You see those people as a reflection of yourself and an extension of yourself. Like my, my, one of my mentors, Brandon Beach, and I talk about him all the time, but he says, you know, people who come into your life are reflections and extensions of you. And you perceive whatever it is that you want to perceive out of those interactions. And this week, this, this past seven to eight days, I've, I've had a little bit of a hiatus here between the last episode and this one um, because of the, the circumstances and challenges. And I've had definitely some of those, those difficult, interesting people come my way. And before I actually get too deep, um, I just want to mention again that I've mentioned in the past couple of podcasts about our partnership with Adidas. Um, they have partnered with the podcast to give you, the listeners, a free premium membership to their Adidas training app. Um, I've, t- I've said on the podcast that I've used this app myself for several years and I've been more dedicated to it actually lately um, just because I'm, I'm practicing what I preach. I'm, I'm telling you all that it works. It works great. And it does. I'm using this on a, on a five to seven day basis. But check it out if you need to do something at home as far as a fitness routine. It's a very limited time type of thing that this free premium membership is going to come through. It's a 90 day free premium membership but it's only going to last during this quarantine period. So get it going as soon as you can. I'm recording this in early May of 2020. So if you're listening to this episode far down the road, that offer may not still be there, but um, check it out anyways if you're so inclined, but totally worth it. And like I said, uh, limited time type thing. So check it out. Now, like I said, this this 
past seven to eight days has definitely been a, a challenging one where I've learned some some really profound things and I've I've watched some people transform in amazing ways in the process. And I think maybe that's the theme of this entire time span that I've had in the last week is is that of transformation. So I've watched other people go through some some significant transformations and it's been amazing and impressive. So I've had to stop and reflect, like, what are all these challenges? Because it's been a really tough set of days. What is it that I've possibly grown from? And I had to reflect on that in the last couple of days before I recorded another episode. Um, you know, and I guess one of my biggest challenges is I'm someone who needs to know about as much of a certain situation as I possibly can. I feel like I always need to be informed so that I can make a firm decision or firm perspective on whatever it is that's a situation that's happening. And it's also been a necessity between my careers, you know, my political position and everything, you know, digging into what the facts are about what's happening. And sometimes that can do more harm than good. You know, there's all these little rabbit holes that you go down. And before you know it, you're, you're obsessing about all this stuff that's going on. And I've really been contemplating and processing all the recent events of the world and trying to figure out what it all means where it's going, why it's happening, who to trust, what narrative is true. And I, I realized I need to just stop. I, I, I hit a wall. I, you know, I hit a wall of fear and distrust. And I realized that just a couple days ago. And it was invading every single part of my life. Every video I was watching, every conversation I was happening, every post I was reading or commenting on, it was just all down those roads of distrust of the narratives that are happening around us. And I'm a firm believer that you bring about to you the things that you focus on. And I really need to make sure that I'm not bringing those things into my world. You know, on the flip side, it's important to be informed for sure. Like where this whole thing originated from really, um, not trusting a narrative, you know, looking at so many objective sources, you know, what is the end goal of this whole thing? If this is some sort of an agenda, you know, what, what sort of agendas are there for the, uh, a vaccine and a virus and the people who are pushing them? You know, and I won't go too far in that. I'll leave all that stuff right there because I'm not going to perpetuate what I, I already had going on for myself. But being informed and obsessing are two different things. And I needed to realize that enough was enough and and really just cut it off and adopt a different mindset. You know, a few weeks ago, uh, uh, when this whole thing started, actually, I did an episode on where do we go from here? And you tell me, you know, that, that's that's kind of the standpoint that I'm at is, you know, you tell me where do we go from here. You know, you define where you're going to go from here. And to be honest, I had to ask myself the question, do I want life to go back to the way that it was with no changes from this entire situation? No changes in the way that I operate. No changes in the way that my life's going to be beyond this. Um, it had a good trajectory, but there were some things I needed to change about so many different aspects of my life now that I've had the chance to sit and reflect on it. And you should really ask yourself that question too. You know, what things were going on in your life leading up to this whole thing that you didn't like? Put yourself in pre-pandemic mode and think about your gripes. Think about the things that you didn't like. Think about the things that made you miserable day to day. What are you going to do to make sure that you're not going back to those? You know, are you longing to go back to that life out of convenience? I mean, definitely a paycheck is beyond convenience. It's a necessity. I get that. Try to look beyond the financial circumstance right now and look at what it is that you're longing for and look at what it is that 
you don't want to go back to because it wasn't working for you back then. Make this time, this this downtime, this this hardship that you're going through, make sure that you do the transformation now so that you don't end up back there. Because if you don't learn from the lessons of the past, you're doomed to repeat them. That's an, an old adage, but it's so true. You will go back and have to do this all over again. And I, for one, do not want to go through any lessons like this. So I need to learn what I need to learn. And you need to self-reflect to get to that standpoint. For sure, things are unusual. They're uncertain. They're unclear. You know, no one knows where we're going, what's going to happen. You know, but one thing is certain that before this whole thing started, there was there was so much inequality and hatred and all these suppressions of people and economic failures. I mean, really, our economic system across the world has just been just really falling apart for such a long time. You know, we had runaway pollution and depleting of the Earth's resources and suppression of renewable energies in favor of profits, just so much of this stuff that, you know, we're always on the go. You know, we're always we're always having to do things and rush around constantly in life. And so many of us were just not happy with that. So why do we want that back, you know, for the sake of convenience? Like I said, I mean, it's important to make sure that we can make a living. But are you suffering? You know, that that ends. Are you suffering through it? Are you not living life? That's the point of this podcast. That's the reason why you're listening to this podcast was to live a more valuable, fulfilling life. What are we going to do? How do we get on the backside of this in a way that, we carry the lessons learned on this whole ride. How do we carry this forward with us? I don't know about you, but myself, I tend to overanalyze things. And I guess that's my that's my nature. That's my investigative nature. That's the place I came from in the past 20 years. And I had to stop myself because my head was just spinning out of control. You know, why am I trying to figure this all out? You know, if there isn't what if there isn't anything to figure out, to be honest? I mean, what if what if this is all reflecting back on us? You know, we have to ask ourselves, is this a collective thing that we've all subconsciously been, been asking for so we could figure out what it is about our lives that we don't like? I know that I've actually been asking for this. I've been asking for a time frame so I can really figure things out. And really, I've already said it a couple times in this podcast, this episode already, but you know, we don't want to go right back on a path that I don't think any of us really wants to get back on deep down. We don't want to return back to the smoggy skies and the protests of injustice and the imbalances of power. We really need to invent ourselves. We need to in- reinvent the world. And that needs to start right now. For example, instead of overcomplicating the situation like I was doing, take the time for what it is and appreciate it. What a great time to focus on yourself and your inner work so you can actually get to that standpoint, that point of clarity. And I for sure have had my days. I've had good ones. I've had bad ones. Some days I'm fully inspired. I'm on my game. I've made some awesome moves. And others I haven't done much. Some days I'm, I'm super pumped and I'm grateful for this time and all that kind of stuff. And then other times I am just like, I'm fed up with this. I'm sick of the disruption of my life. I want my ability to to have my life back. I just want things to go back to the way they were. And I think that information right there is so helpful for anyone who's listening to know. You don't have to pretend to be okay right now. You have permission to not be okay. Fully 
accept that and own it that this is not easy you don't have to hold it together you can you can be kind of frazzled and lose yourself at times this whole thing really does suck and anybody who's going to sit there and preach to you sunshine and rainbows and all that kind of stuff that's not our nature you know our our lives are completely disrupted and it's okay to feel scared and nervous just don't let it pervade your life people who stand in positions like this if i'm going to have a podcast i have a responsibility to to pre- practice what I preach, to put out there something responsible if that's what this podcast is about. I'm not going to stand here, though, and tell you that I don't have my down days, that sometimes my weeks out of a seven-day period, I could have five or six days that weren't okay. And that just happened to be this past seven or eight days for me. That's why I've had such a hiatus. Couldn't get on the microphone and tell you all something good and inspiring because I was in the middle of, of a period of chaos of my own. And I was bringing it upon myself with my mindset. I, I realized that after the last couple of days of reflecting, put the brakes on, chill out and cut the world off and figured out that really my perception was focused on a certain set of discord. Things aren't right and everything else. And it just took away my motivation. It took away my uh, my enthusiasm for all of the stuff that we usually discuss on this podcast. What I've discovered is when you get to that point, You have to do your absolute best to put the brakes on and transform this back into something that's beneficial in whatever way you can. So I'm going to do, you know, I've talked about my personal life a little bit here and there, but I feel like the the things that happen in my own personal life here at home in the past week has has really been powerful. And I saw this at home. I saw it with a a coaching client. I saw this with other people who I've discussed with because I'm starting to you know, people are finding out about the podcast in my personal life, so they're talking to me about this stuff and the things that they've embodied and the transformations or the realizations they've had. And these conversations have all revolved around discovering something about themselves, so discovering who they are, what changes they want to make right now, and just this fire that I'm seeing in people's eyes or hearing them talk when I'm doing my coaching and stuff. I'm I'm seeing people have this new vigor they're finding right now, and it is amazing. And one of them happened right here at home. Now, with the people that I coach, they come to me. You know, they're 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 looking for a new version of themselves. They they know they're unhappy. They want to change their life. They're inspired by my story. They want to end up in that very optimistic place, and they just need that nudge, that that check in, that um, that person to keep them a little bit honest and give them some guidance. And that's what that's all about. That's that's what life coaching is. You check in with them. And all that kind of stuff. and But you have to be the kind of person who seeks it out. You have to go after it. You can't just have someone approach you and be like, you need a coach. And that's not the way that it works. It doesn't really work with any significant change in life. If someone else is trying to force it on you, it's not organic and it's not going to work. Um, that's why a lot of those times the interventions, they, they don't have the greatest outcome because it has to be the person who wants that transformation and change. So on that subject, my wife has been on an amazing transformation process for almost two decades. We just passed our 19-year anniversary as a couple, and you know I've watched her transform so much. And she's shifted from someone who she's always just been this like sweet, vibrant, lit-up soul. That's what brought me to her in the first place. Um, we've known each other since middle school, started dating after high school, and um, she's always been an amazing person. But she's really in the early days, she was a, a 
sweet but insecure, um, I say fairly easily influenced kind of person um, who came from a really rough road who, you know, she's she's an amazingly strong, confident and wise person now after all these years. And, you know, me being the confident kind of person that I am and, you know, being a young buck who was all in law enforcement back then, you know, I was like, you need to stand up for yourself, whether it's against me, whether it's against other people who have always kind of pushed you down, like you need to stand up for yourself. And sometimes I think I created a monster because she's just, she lets me have it whenever I deserve it. And I, honestly, I stand there in the moment and I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Like I, I love seeing that transformation and how strong she is as a person. But she's been through hell. She's, you know, she's been through some mental health issues and, um, and, and the, the substance things that comes along with that with doctors and the things they try to push on you to fight mental illness and stuff. And, you know, she's still fighting a really serious physical health issues that's dragging her down right now. But she's doing great. And right now is her time for another stage of major transformation. And in this process, like she's watched me transform so many times over as well. You know, our marriage almost broke up and I transformed into a different man, regardless of whether or not our relationship was going to survive. Because I didn't want anyone else to go through what I had put her through when I came to a realization. She watched that transformation. You know, it was really an unimaginable prick at a certain point. And, you know, now I'm somebody who just loves life all the time. I'm passionate about what I do. I'm passionate about the road that I'm on and where I'm going. And because of this, in this process, I've come across people and attracted like-minded souls who are, are really crushing it in life. Everybody that I'm meeting and talking with and having as guests on the podcast, these people are amazing. And this has created something within her. She has looked at her own trajectory and is saying, I'm not satisfied. She's never had a real definitive, definitive identity I mean, she's an amazing wife and mother and friend to people. Like she has that as an identity, but all the things that most people would love to have, she has them. But the one thing she doesn't have is a professional direction in her career and a passion. And that's where I think she's realizing that it, it's just something that she hasn't fulfilled in her own life because she's seeing these people that I'm interacting with and seeing what I'm doing with my life as a passion and realizing like, wow, this is what's lighting people up. And I don't have it. And I've wanted to help her all this time, you know, but I've had to step back and not push her because she hasn't reached out for help up until recently. She hasn't wanted that coaching aspect of me. And, you know, living in the house day to day, you know, I give little gentle nudges on what maybe she can do and little things here and there, but I've not been the pushy person. I don't do that with her. I don't do that with my son. Uh, I have my passions in sports and all those kinds of things. And he's kind of taken to him a little bit, but I don't push boxing on him. You know, I don't push football. He's actually traded football for soccer. And I, I, I'm perfectly happy with that as long as he is. Same thing goes with her is I haven't pushed any of my stuff on her because she hasn't reached out up until just recently. So just this week, I sat down with her as a coach and not a husband because she was having issues, those issues with her self-identity. And the people that I'm crossing paths with and stuff, she felt a bit self-conscious about not being that kind of person. And I've also tried to tell her, don't compare yourself to other people. I've preached that on the podcast as well. Don't compare yourself to what other people are doing. If you're inspired by someone's story, great. Model yours maybe after something like that, but their story's not yours. So don't try and recreate their story. Do it for you. So in trying to help her out with that effort, 
I've recently tried to help nudge her in directions that I know would resonate with her because it's there. It's deep down. She just hasn't discovered it yet. And that's pretty much how this works with a lot of people. You know, if I could help her uncover what it was, dig beneath the surface just a little bit, I know that that deep down she has something there, but she didn't know what it was immediately. And that's where her fulfillment will show up. That's the key with pretty much everybody. You, you cannot live a life for someone else or buy someone else's typecast of you. You can't live, you can live life, but it's not going to be fulfilling, you know? And I told her that I couldn't change or adjust anything about my trajectory, you know, that if her insecurities about where I was going or the people I was interacting with existed, that's on her. That was brewing with inside of her, but it was nothing that an outside source was doing. And that I couldn't change my trajectory or change the things that I was doing because of those insecurities. I need to help her overcome them. And if that, my interactions with some of the amazing people that I'm interacting with made her feel insecure, that's on her. And again, I told her, don't measure yourself up to anyone. If you're inspired and you're passionate about a subject, define your sense of self by that. If, if you want to move in that direction, empower yourself. Realize that you can make that reality of your own. You can have that same type of story. If those people can do it and I can do it, you can do it too. But don't try to be like me. Don't try to be like them. Do exactly what it means to have that version of your story. And the conversation was hard and it was tough and it was deep. Like there just had to peel back all the layers of the onion. And I watched her go from just tears, just just deep down sorrowful tears to uncovering all these things and wiping away those tears into a starry-eyed realization of what it is she wants to do. And I've just watched that flower start to blossom and it was just, it was magic. You know, I've seen it in other people, but I want to say this was the most powerful version. I've seen it in with the person who's the closest to me in this world. You know, everyone has that fire inside of them, but sometimes you just need it from an outside source to spark that fire. And, and sometimes you need someone to help you fan the flames, but you're the one who controls how hot it's going to burn. And when you watch that that fire get ignited, that life fire, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing because you see them just move in a way that they just cannot be stopped. And I just, I can't tell you how rewarding of a process it is to see that in any person. It's, it's just magic, especially when you see it occur in the person that you're closest to. And, you know, she's amazing in the first place, but seeing what might come out of this situation is just one that gets me excited in the process. You know, and that being said, it's the focus. It's the focus on what she's going to bring into her life that's going to bring that to her. And back to the lessons that I learned in this past week, like this this transformational one with her was one of the things we had to deal with. Obviously, it was it took a lot of attention and everything. There was some discord prior to the conversation, then it then it happened and it was it was a lot. It was intense, but it was it was awesome and rewarding. And that's what I'm seeing right now instead of it being some sort of a something that was a hindrance. It was one that was just like an arrow being pulled backward and yeah, it took a, a lot of effort to pull that arrow back, but once it was flung and let go, it's heading for its target at just unbelievable speeds and it's just it, it's an awesome analogy, but it's so true. And like what I was doing to myself, you know, I was focusing on all the negative things and and all these these bad things that were potentially going on in the world 
And I'm drawing that arrow back that entire time. I had to realize that it's it's not actually what might be going on out there because if it's going on out there, I'm not focusing on what's going on in here. And if I'm focusing on all the, the negative things and the conspiracies and all that kind of stuff, then that is what's going to show up in my life. And I don't want that. I don't want those things to be true. I'm not ignoring them if they are truths. I'm just not going to focus on them all the time. I'm informed, but I'm moving on. You know, and on the subject of conspiracies, you know, I really hate that term. I, I shouldn't say hate either because I don't like that term either. But the the term conspiracy theory, you know, that's something that I, I had to hear from somebody, you know, all oh, your conspiracy theories. No, I'm, I'm just kind of opening my eyes to what could be truths. But those conspiracy, that word conspiracy theory was something that was developed back in the 60s by the CIA to discredit people's critical thinking of the Warren Commission. They, they created that term. And on the whole JFK assassination thing, and it, they did it to discredit people's narratives that contradicted their official narrative, you know, it was more of a form of control. I want to know the truth. That, that's all I want to know. Um, and it's so hard because there's just so much stuff out there. It's just information overload. Um, you know, the internet can be a great thing, but also can just bring you right down to tubes of just <laughs> places you don't want to go. Um, I want to know the truth. What our media says, it, it is controlled. It's it's right up to the top of food companies and all these other things, you know, oil industries. And I, I, therefore, I don't think they're reliable. I don't think they have our best interest in mind. Um, and I found that, you know, numbers were skewed on death rates around areas even where I live and um, so much stuff. You know, I feel like China's lied to us from the start, blah, blah, blah. You know, and when I look at those things, I get defensive and fearful. And when you get defensive and fearful, you retract, you get worked up. It's, it's not expansive. It's the opposite. And that has been my past week. I was just defensive and talking about this stuff with anybody who opened that door. And I attracted that. I attracted uh, some of that, that tense negative energy in some of the interactions with people that I had, despite my best efforts in those moments, when I realize that I'm having some negative interaction with somebody, I flip that switch, I, I loosen up in the moment, I try and, and say, you know, what's your problem? How come you're acting this way? You know, what, what is going on with you? You know, it, it's a little too close. I mean, it's, it's, it's like at that point, the train's already left the station, it's going at high speed. And when I elicit that reaction, because that's the kind of energy I'm putting out there, and I get it from somebody else, and then I, I all of a sudden put the brakes on and say, whoa, what's going on with you? It's a little too late. You know, you can't stop that speeding train so quickly. And my focus all week was on that negative bad stuff and going into that tense, worked-up state and fearful state. And then I brought about bad interactions, one particular one with a really unstable person in the first place, just someone who's really not a nice person to anybody um, that I managed to avoid on a daily basis, but for some reason, boom, right across my path and elicited a completely unwarranted response from them, um, very rude and explosive behavior. And I wonder, like, what did I do, you know, close to that incident, I mean, right after it happened, what have I done to bring that into my awareness? What made me attract that into my life? And then I looked at back at my entire week and it was a tense and unhappy reflection of me. I, I believe I brought that to me. Even though I tried to disarm the person in the moment, it still left me wondering what I did. And it was my dominant vibration that brought that about. I was convinced of that. So with all this bad stuff going on in the world, I found myself just leaving the debate behind. 
and just doing me, just focusing on what I wanted to manifest and trying to, to help that discord disappear in my own life and then also, you know, with my wife. And I'm, I've just started to focus on exactly what it was I wanted to manifest. You know, and I actually studied this really long and probably really boring physicist talk that I had to listen to several times to understand what the heck they were even saying about equations of the waveform, of collapsing the waveform. It was actually a, a 1927 conference that was really studying the, the facts of mind over matter with some of the greatest physicists at the time, including Einstein and Schrodinger and Heisenberg, just all these people you hear about in these physics studies. And they were looking at these experiments and all of them violated these mathematical models. And really in these studies, I've, I've come to look at these things that mathematical explanations are sort of the language of manifestation in this reality. You know, the, the waveform exists, the way that, that something progresses through reality, it exists, and we collapse it by observation. Um, I talked about that in an episode a couple of episodes ago about the, the um, double slit experiment. And if you haven't heard that one, definitely go back and listen to it. I don't want to rehash that one out in this, this episode. Um, but, you know, the wave exists, and we collapse that wave of potential through our observation. And... That's an established thing. When you learn to focus your attention on something and govern and police your focus, you don't let it run away from you like I did this week. You do these things on a daily basis. You give gratitude. Give gratitude first thing in the morning, first thing in the afternoon. You'll really focus your attention on things to be grateful for. But unfortunately, we've been conditioned for this, this world of negativity. You know, we... We get bombarded to look at the negative and we get conditioned to go in the other direction and investigate um, misinformation. You know, it's, it's a lot of us who are critical thinkers are, are trying to find the alternatives and we get conditioned to challenge the narrative. But in that process, you get stuck in another feedback loop. And it's always good to be informed, but some people just thrive on exposing the bad guys. You know, I can think of, of um, David Wilcock, who was somebody who was big on Gaia, talking about a lot of conspiracies and stuff. And um, always talking about the negatives and the people who are, you know, bad in this world and, you know, has, has claims that people have tried to come after him, cut his brake lines and do all sorts of stuff and got into really paranoid states where he actually left Gaia over claiming they were um, Luciferian. It was just, it seems like th if that's the, where the focus goes constantly, it just spins itself out of control. And it's a perfect example of how this can lead to, to something that you don't intend it to. And when you go down that road, what, what are you creating? What are you creating from the field? What are you creating through collapsing that wave function, which is an established mathematical fact when you listen to this, this talk that they had in, back in the 20s with the greatest minds in physics? You focus yourself. You follow these equations, and that's the end result. So you can't expect anything else. If we're creating a world of deception, a world of mistrust, a world of conspiracies and everything related to it, that's what's going to show up. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to live in a world where we are just fed false information all the time. I want to live in one that, you know, we have to constantly try to figure out. I don't want to live in that kind of world where we always have to constantly figure out what the real information is. You know, I want all the information to be to be good news. I want the information to be stuff where we're thriving on all sides, where our economics aren't messed up, but we don't have this two party system that puts us against each other all the time. I want to live in a world where we have positive news and that's what we focus on. So think about that. What do you speak about on a daily basis? What do you focus on? 
What do you talk about? All that. How much do you define your future in the talk that you have? You know, what good things do you talk about? How lit up do you get about a future point that you want to be at, that you know you're going to be at? How much do you talk about that? How much content do you focus on versus the conspiracies or anything like that or negative things that I might have been focusing on, things like that? How much do you focus on that or how much do you focus on making your dreams come about? What sort of things do you watch on how to manifest things, how, how to bring your dreams about into your life? Probably not enough. That's when I realized that I had done it for so much and so long that I hadn't done it enough. So towards the end of the week when I started to, to want to search on a video to go and find some information on this, this coronavirus thing, I'd stop myself and I'd be like, you know what, does it really matter right now? I know enough. I know enough that I really shouldn't trust any narrative right now. How about I listen to something that's going to help me bring about more of the stuff that lights me up and makes me feel good, which is this podcast, all of you out there, the conversations I have through social media, the guests that I have, those things make me feel great. Why not focus on bringing more of that into my life? When you change your focus, it's like starting the video game all over again, though. You know, when you change your focus to something, that is the negative when you've been focusing focusing on all of the positive things you're bringing into your life. It's like starting the video game over. You get like we did in the old days. We didn't have any memory cards or save points. You you played the game till you either ran out of lives or you got to the end, um, or you just had to start over. You know, you started over another day. And since that's the way the the mathematical equation talked about that once you once you throw in an observer, then the equation changes. So when the observer is observing something contradictory to that, that great end goal, when you put something else as the focus in your narrative, you kind of collapse it all and you start everything over again. You ruin that momentum, you ruin the equation, the equation starts over. Super complicated stuff, but it totally made sense to me. I'm breaking it down in like the most lame and simple way I possibly can. Um, but you got to keep your focus. You have to maintain it. You have to stay consistent on it. And don't let these other little things creep in. You know, stay informed, but cut it off at a certain point and get back on track. One of the biggest things that I listened to, I think it was one of the videos I actually pulled up. And I'm going to actually play it in a minute. Um, are you comparing matter to matter or not? You know, are you focusing on a point of consciousness or not? Are you fighting for that, that point of consciousness to get there, are you fighting to get to that place you want to be? That that end point that you can feel it down in your bones. You know what it's going to be like when you reach there. You already have that. Therefore, it's going to come to you. You have that mindset. So therefore, everything's coming to you to match that mindset. Or are you living in fear and survival mode? And you're bringing more of that to yourself right now. When you're in that survival mode, you're not in the zone. You know, that... That zone that athletes say they get into or, or artists can get into or musicians, you're in a narrow band. You're in that narrow band of focus because things retract. When you're fearful, things retract, they contract, and you get in this narrow band. And narrow band is not being in the zone. You need to be open to the quantum attuned way of doing things instead of being problem and fear focused on, on that kind of fear-based living or problem-based living, you need to get away from that because it's not being in the zone. You contract, you get tense when you're in fear and it focuses those things down. You collapse the wave down on that and that's your focus. 
When your focus expands, you light up. When you are excited rather than anxious, those are the polarities of each other. That excitement, it comes in your, it gets into your stomach and makes you have those butterflies, those excited butterflies that you get when you think about a new opportunity or a trip that you're going on or a new love, something like that. And then you get the opposite of that anxious feeling in your gut. They feel totally different, but they're in the same area. Those are the polarities of each other. When you feel excited rather than anxious, that leads to you being in the zone. You can take in more information when you're that way because your focus and everything is expanded. And when you can take in more information, you feed into that moment more. It's almost like, like when time, they say time slows down. Like frames per second in a video, you're able to take in all of those bits of information because your awareness is so expanded. You're taking in so much more stuff. And in a video, when you put in the slow motion mode on your phone, you're increasing the frames per second and time will slow down. Your decisions get better. You're in more of a flow state that way. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but you know, you might have experienced it when you're with people and places, you know, you're, you're just more in the moment and you just get lit up and your, your ideas and all those kinds of things flow out that that's when you're in the zone. Athletes get there all the time. So in this time, figure it out. Who am I? Am I in this personality that I put out there in the world? Am I this ego? Am I this role that I play? Am I this job? Or am I something more? During this time, are you drawing inward and contracting and getting more tense? Or are you lighting an inner flame? Are you letting go of the outer world so that you, you know, you're cracking that shell? You're, you're expanding. So you can get back out there and expand even further when this is all over. You can get back out there and interact with all those great people that you, you otherwise haven't been able to be with. Are you lighting yourself up? You know, I made a habit this week and I'm going to stick to it that when I wake up in the morning and I get my coffee ready and I take my dogs out, I put on something on YouTube and play it. Uh, usually I save things in like a watched later playlist. And it's usually something that's really profound or high vibe, you know, something kind of quick, like a, a, only a few minutes long. It touches on one point. And after I do all that stuff, I, I go into my meditation and workout and stuff like that. And I have that as a dominant thought on my mind, that thing. And sometimes I'll play it over and over and over again. It's the first thing in my mind before the caffeine hits my blood and everything. And when I do that, it sets the pace for my day. And this week, the thing that kind of shifted me was a clip that I played by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And his words in this video I'm about to play really snapped me back into reality. That That's the reality I want to be in. It snapped me out of this crazy train that I was just jumping on and it was getting out of control. And it helped me so much. His words always help me a ton. You know, he tells us what we can expect in our lives and how we can expect it to unfold based on what we embody. Where is your consciousness focused on today? Where was it yesterday? Where was it the day before? And what's coming to you in your reality as a result of where that focus was? So check out this clip by Dr. Joe Dispenza called The Vortex of Creation. And I found this on an awesome YouTube page called Manifest Yourself. Check this out. Insight never changes anything. You could have the insight that you're addicted to fear, you're addicted to competition, you're addicted to struggle. But that really means is that we're addressing reality matter to matter. And what we're, we're at one point of awareness, one point of consciousness, and we're putting our attention on another point of consciousness, a future, an outcome. And the only way we know how to get there 
when we're matter trying to change matter is that we force, we control, we predict, we fight for it. Because that's, that's, that's how you are when you're living in survival. So then we have to move our bodies through space and that takes time. So we think if we rush, that we're actually going to get there faster. But more and more of the rushing creates more of the addiction of those emotions because the adrenaline that's released is actually an arousal. So a person is using the conditions, the problems, the, the situations in their life to reaffirm their addiction to some emotion. To me, that means we become addicted to the life we don't even like. And so that's why change is so hard. So then let's offer another alternative. Well, when you begin to create from the field instead of from matter, the only way you can do that is you have to learn how to take all of your attention off your body and become a nobody. Take all of your attention off all the people in your life that you give so much of your attention and energy to because you have an emotion associated with them. And get beyond all the people in your life and go from a someone to a no one. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've worked your whole life being a someone, or if you've been working your whole life thinking that you're your body, you're gonna have to work a little harder because that's your identity, sure. that's what you're associated with. And it's a it, long time of conditioning it's that a you long have time to unwind. Conditioning. And if this was easy, everybody <laughs> would be doing it. So then you have to go get beyond all the things in your life, your cell phone, your computer, your car, and literally go from something to nothing. You have to take all your attention off the place you work, the place you live, the place you need to be, the place you're sitting, and go from somewhere to nowhere. You gotta stop thinking about the predictable future and the familiar past, and go right into the present moment and go from some time to no time. And if you do that properly, you become pure consciousness. And that's how you enter the field. Mm. Now, we've done the research on this. We call it getting beyond the self. Now, once you are pure consciousness, you're taking all of your attention off this three-dimensional reality. Now, where you place your attention is where you place your energy. So if you've taken all of your attention off of everything material, there's only one place you're going to wind up, and that is the immaterial realm called the quantum field, an invisible field of energy that unifies and connects everything material. So now when you're creating from the field and you combine a clear intention with an elevated emotion and you're connected and you feel connected, the suggestion of an alternative way to create is that when there's a vibrational match between your energy and some future reality, you actually no longer have to go anywhere to get it. You're actually the vortex and you will collapse space and time and draw the experience to you. Now that, to me, is a lot more fun because mm. the experience is the unknown. You can't predict when it's gonna happen or how it's gonna happen because if you can predict it, it's known. So then you have to lay down the very thing you use your whole life to get what you want for something greater to occur. Now that goes against generations untold of conditioning and a lifetime of habituation, believing that we're, we're trapped in this material world. And when they feel optimistic, when they feel inspired, when they feel grateful, when they're changing their emotions or energy, they're combining a clear intention with an elevated emotion. And if thoughts of the vocabulary of the brain and feelings of the vocabulary of the body and how you think and how you feel creates your state of being, they just move from their past present state of being into a future present state of being. They began to change their brain and body by thought alone. So then, do you need that sugar pill, or can you just do it without it? Do we need the sugar pill, or can we live life without it? 
You need to be in control of your thoughts, your focus, your observations at all times. If not, you have no one to blame for what comes up in your path but you. It's as simple as that. All right, so I'm going to head off and make something uh, of my day. I'm going to make up for some lost ground. I'm going to take my family fishing, get on a hike, get out on this beautiful Sunday that we've got going on. So it's been like the mid-70s up here. Um, so I'm going to get out there and enjoy it. I hope that this episode helps. I hope that this becomes like a tripwire for you to catch yourself when your focus goes in a place that's not healthy. You know, and you keep your focus on that outcome that you want to have show up. If that's life as normal as it was before, then that's great. There's nothing saying that if your life was as good as it could be before this started, you focus on getting it back there. Don't want to deter you from that at all. But don't let that future be one that someone tries to scare into you. You know, don't get baited into those types of things. Go create greatness, people. Coming from a person whose profession and passion it is to do this stuff, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy to maintain. And, you know, any guru or expert or whoever that tries to tell you that it's easy, it's not. We all have bad days. We all have rough times. We all fall off the track. But just like in meditation, if you focus on the fact that your mind had thoughts that popped up, you're focusing on that as well. The point is, is that you need to get your focus back on calm and nothing when you're in meditation. And the same goes for those other points in life. Things can sneak in. You can get off the track for a little bit, but as soon as you realize you're not on the track, get yourself back on. Focus on the task at hand. Focus on what your end goal is. Embody it. Feel it forward. Bring it into your life. Keep your mind right. And you're going to be shocked at the things that manifest in your life and the things that come in intentionally. So I'm going to wrap it up and leave you with this song from Soul Rising. This one's off of the 2017 album Electronic Flow. And this one's called Open Your Eyes. And I'll leave you with this great quote that I just saw uh, reading some of the Tao Te Ching. A man who can conquer others is strong. But a man who can conquer himself is mighty. Until next time, keep living, everybody. Thanks for listening.